0: Hi, John Kuzma from FanzoneBlog.com. Across the Middle Show. I appreciate you guys all listening. We're going to break down uh, the latest NFL news for you guys today. We usually have three topics on our ticker, so uh, if you're not familiar, thank you guys for listening, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, the first thing up we have today is Dak Prescott knows the Cowboys' patience with him will wear thin if he doesn't do his job. We're all going to see what Prescott is truly made of this year. You know, Dak Prescott took a lot of the blame um for the Cowboys failures uh from last season. That was despite the fact that Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott deserved a lot of uh the burden on his shoulders for the fact that he was uh suspended for six games throughout the regular season. Um, you know, but regardless, you know, all throughout the off season, we heard a lot of uh, the whispers saying it's Dak Prescott's fault. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough, you know, because Prescott was put in a situation where, you know, without his main offensive weapon, Ezekiel Elliott, in that running game to kind of prop him up a little bit, you know, he was just in a, a, a losing situation where he really – he couldn't save uh everything from unraveling. And the thing is this team had nine wins last year. If Ezekiel Elliott would have played those, he actually sat out five games, you know. Um if he would have played in those five games, there's no doubt Dallas would have got that next win and been in the playoffs. But uh for whatever reason, you know, the NFL suspends Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously there were some questions about the accusers' credibility, whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, fast forward to this year, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys are the highest valued sports franchise in the world. And with that comes a whole lot of pressure. You know, even though the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since 1996, there's still uh, high expectations for this team because of the prestige they have as an organization which means Dak Prescott is entering a make-or-break season career-wise. If Prescott underachieves, then Jerry Jones is going to start looking at other options when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, Ezekiel Elliott is expected to be in the lineup for all 16 games. You know, people expect... uh Uh, Prescott to lead this team to the playoffs. To complicate matters even further, Des Bryant and Jason Witten are gone, which proves the newcomers Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup must be uh, immediate contributors. Prescott has to develop a good rapport with those two players and at the same time continue to play his own game on the field. For Prescott, that usually means moving the pocket on throws, and bootlegging off of Elliott's strong rushing attack. The former Mississippi State signal caller is athletic, so you really had to play to his strengths and tailor the playbook around his abilities. Jason Garrett has a good understanding of offensive philosophy, so he will definitely tap into all that. Truthfully, though, without Elliott, Prescott's success will be very hard to achieve. Uh, Opposing defenses have to commit to stopping the run in order for Dak Prescott to execute his style of play by causing linebackers and defensive backs to take a false step, Prescott can connect with his receivers who are taking advantage of the defense's ill-advised decision making. It's all about uh deception, but when the system is clicking, it can definitely be a big play offense. You know, we saw that a couple of years ago and the Cowboys will have to emulate that outstanding season they had back in 2016. You know, so we saw how the offense looks when it's churning on uh uh Are firing on all cylinders is what I really should say. Um, We know Ezekiel Elliott's going to take a whole bunch of handoffs, usually 20, maybe 30 a game. Um, And the defense is going to commit to stopping the run, kind of sell out to making sure Ezekiel Elliott doesn't beat them. And what happens is they start running play actions and bootlegs and rollouts and they use that misdirection from the the running play uh, to make all the defenders take a false step, and then you usually have uh, some receivers going the exact opposite way that uh, the receivers took that false step in, and then Dak Prescott launches it over top, and they make some plays happen downfield. Uh, that's how everything's supposed to work, but obviously if. Dak Prescott has to sit back in the pocket and beat you with his arm. Uh, he's not of, as effective at doing that. That you know that Tom Brady style play. Um, he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I see a little bit of Kaepernick in Prescott's game. Uh, I think uh, Kaepernick was actually more mobile than Prescott is. I think Prescott's a little bit better than uh, Kaepernick at throwing the football. So there's definitely some similarities there. And the good news is Prescott, like I said, seems a little bit better at throwing the football, which is actually more important at the NFL level. Um, Mobile quarterbacks, like I've said in in past shows, don't do too well in this league. You have to be able to um, make all the throws. So If uh, Prescott comes uh, out and lights it up and has another big year, he might be able to buy himself a little time. If not, um, like I said, Jerry Jones is going to start looking at other options at the QB position. The next thing we have on the ticker is Tyler Eifert has so much potential, but injuries have plagued his career every step of the way. Um most NFL fans are familiar with the Cincinnati Bengals tight end Tyler Eifert. You know, Eifert had a monster season back in twenty fifteen, hauling in thirteen touchdowns for Marvin Lewis Lewis's offense. However, Eifert has only suited up for ten games over the past two years, and even though he scored five touchdowns during that time, if the red zone target Eifert can't stay healthy, the Bengals are going to part ways with him just to get someone on the field who is more reliable. Both sides agreed on a one-year $8 million contract back in March, but this is really a sink or swim situation for the former Notre Dame pass catcher. If Tyler Eifert doesn't prove his worth in 2018, then not only will his next contract be smaller, but he could be looking for a new team next offseason. Now, as far as his on-the-field performance goes, this guy is pretty special when he does suit up. Like most tight ends, Eifert has a lot of success on post routes and uh, drags over the middle. There was also several occasions when the Bengals would line him up out as a uh, receiver and then throw him a slant or a fade. Most of the time, Eifert can box out the defender with his body and make the contested catch. Yeah, he overmatches people with his big frame, but give Eifert a lot of credit because he has some great ball skills too. Um, Back in 2013, Tyler Eifert was a first-round draft pick because of those abilities. He's already made a Pro Bowl as well back in 2015. Uh, The stats tell the true story. Eifert has 20 touchdowns in 39 games played when he scored TD once every two games. People are going to notice the contributions you're making, but uh, if he can't avoid the bumps and bruises that come with playing in the NFL, you know, sooner or later Cincinnati will run out of patience. So really, um, they showed their loyalty when I say they, I mean the Bengals showed their loyalty to Tyler Eifert by giving him a one-year $8 million contract, you know, even though When he does play, he's spectacular. Uh, He's only played in, what I say, like 10 games over the past two seasons. He had that big year back in 2015, but in 2014 he was hurt too. So um, he had one good year, another three years uh, he was hurt in the last four seasons. So the fact that Cincinnati opened up their checkbook, gave him an eight eight million dollar deal tells you uh yeah they know he has a lot of potential if he's healthy he can be one of the best tight ends in the league but it's still a little bit surprising to see happen because um he is so inconsistent when it comes to his health and being able to suit up and go out there and just play the game you know uh if you can't play in 16 games um we have a serious problem. And Eifer, uh, like I said, he's had one full season in the last four years. Somehow he gets an $8 million contract. Yeah, it's only one year. Uh, so it's kind of like an audition year to prove that he is worth that money when it comes to that next contract. But you figure the Bengals would almost want to cut down on that $8 million go with some young guys that they can plug in who can give them something but uh obviously they felt if this guy does shape up he's too big to lose and he'll be very terrific for andy dalton and working everything over the middle of the field so i think pay wise just because it's eight million dollars you could have got a couple couple four million dollar players who are pretty good that could have eventually panned out and maybe shaped up into superstars um you could have went with one other eight million dollar player who plays all 16 games and just completely shows out every time he plays you know you could have went with uh you know four cheap players and just tried to get the four best players available and keep your salary cap down there's so many other ways you could have played it So, I think that does say something about uh, Tyler Eifert's um, abilities, though. If he can have that many problems and still get an $8 million contract, this guy really is something truly special. So, now he's just got to go out there and prove it. And if he doesn't, then like I said, his next contract's going to be a lot smaller, and he'll probably end up playing for someone else. So, Uh, A few other things I just want to touch on before we wrap the show up today. Uh, Danny Amendola takes a parting shot at Bill Belichick, compares Bill Belichick to a principal, and says Adam Gaze is like one of the guys. Just more uh, backlash for Bill Belichick. Really, uh, the consistent pattern that all these people... uh, um, have when it comes to saying things about Bill Belichick it seems that they just are sick of his disciplinarian uh, coaching style it's just uh, too much we've seen Brady and Belichick get frustrated over it um Danny Amendola is just the latest to do so Uh, we also heard about Cassius Marsh Um, he's not as uh, significant as Danny Amendola because Danny Amendola actually uh, contributed in some ways especially in the playoffs he had very good playoffs last year just a, a key piece much more key than Cassius Marsh so to hear him say you know Bill Belichick is like a principal, and also we know that Amendola didn't want to resign with uh, New England because he said there was no way he was taking a a small paycheck just to be a system guy when he can go have a much bigger paycheck in Miami and he can get away from Bill Belichick's uh, disciplinarian style, a.k.a. You know, that's why he called him the principal. You know, a principal, obviously someone who cracks down on the students. Danny Amendola clearly wasn't feeling it, and uh, just another one uh, to come out and oppose Bill Belichick. Uh, Another thing I just want to say I think John Gruden's going to come out and surprise some people. The energy seems very good in Oakland. Maybe he doesn't do it right away, but I think eventually John Gruden will uh, turn things around for the Raiders. So. Expect the silver and black to bounce back. And uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, at uh, Bears practices, um, we keep hearing that uh, Mitchell Trubisky is progressing fast, so the other NFC teams have to be on high alert because uh, if the Bears get their quarterback situation in line, they're going to start to put things together much more and you know now the bears are a trap game for those three other teams in the division so Mitchell Trubisky he's uh coming along he could be similar to Jared Goff remember Jared Goff uh was very uh overlooked after his first year everyone's saying yeah this guy was the number one pick but he didn't pan out he's not gonna be very good and then that second year Jared Goff comes back and lights it up Mitchell Trubisky could be that same type of guy um Struggle a little bit his first year i think he was like the lowest rated start starting quarterback um i think this second year he could be much improved so uh just uh something to look out for as the season gets on the way i'm john kuzma check out endzoneblog.com for all your latest nfl news and updates also check out our twitter at endzoneblogNFL. nfl i appreciate it have a great day